Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. So yeah, so I'm looking at this this Bennett guy, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, I think I can make this this work with the fanning with the hundred dollar bills. Yeah, uh, it gives you some good visuals to work with. Yeah, so you could have the M and A. I'm not sure how to illustrate the little twists, but <laughs> the gold grill, the kind of mm, fist up. Hundred dollars. Either that or just two handfuls of fists, two fistfuls of cash. Fistful of dollars. <laughs> might be the way to go. <laughs> Fistful of dollars and a few so, dollars more. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very nice. Oh, so are you doing an illustration for every one of his guests now? Which means that on my other little side project, mm-hmm. I will eventually get up to twenty-six. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. Apparently, I. Yes, I think it looks like I'll be doing that. But uh, cool. Yeah, uh, it's been a tough week. We're trying to trans. We're trying to move from Google to the office. Oh, you froze. uh, Google to the office. You're breaking up. According to my calculations, just under just under a million emails. Wow, that's yeah. So did you a little bit? What, how, what's the time frame? Yeah, a million emails. What's the time frame on a million emails at your place? 2012 to current. Wow. So that's roughly 100,000 emails a year? Something like that. Ballpark. Yeah. So y'all are sending. Oh, wait. That's just from two accounts. Oh, how many accounts do you have? 60. No, 110. 100. 110. 110, and you got a million out of two? Yeah, but they were the two, the biggest. Okay. So it's not that everybody else is under whatever we need to be. It's just those two got kind of crazy big. Gotcha. Yeah, I've had, I've watched uh, Laura do the the email purge a couple of times at different uh, legal facilities where they were like, um, you got to clean that out. So, yeah, not a million, mind you. Which I will say this. Having gone through the process of discovery multiple times here in the last two years, that uh, when we move, I'm imposing a moratorium that emails will not be kept past a certain point. There you go. And they're all jettisoned. That's, yeah. Just make sure you have that policy in writing. And then, so, you, yeah. then it stands up. Yeah. I, exactly. So where are those emails? Boom. Per emails our policy. Kept. They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. They don't Sorry, exist buddy. anymore. Sorry. Ah, so by the way, I just found out earlier from my mom that my cousin Mary Day, you you've probably met. I know she was at our wedding. Uh listened to at least one episode of the podcast. So I'm just gonna shout out my cousin Mary Day in case she's listening to okay. this one. What's up, Mary Day? Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Did she like it? <laughs> Uh, she said, mom said uh, she didn't necessarily know that she spoke our language, but, uh, you know, she listened. So what do I care? <laughs> she, she spoke our language. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, we do kind of have our own shorthand. I got in this, I got in this yeah, that's true. I got in conversation with somebody 
And uh, they said something about, it's like, oh, I, I could say some really terrible things. And I go, you want to play that game? I'll play that game. Uh, and, and here's how that game works. Uh, I'm clever. I have a big vocabulary. And I have no filter. So whatever you think you can do, I know I can top. <laughs> You don't know. It's, what's the old saying? I refuse to have a battle of wits with an unarmed opponent. <laughs> In your behalf, I'll use monosyllabic uh, words. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you please report to the office? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Frank found out what I described, what I called a tube woman. He goes, okay, "What is that?" I'm terrified, I but I gotta know. I don't know. We drove by somebody. I go, "That's a tube woman." He goes, "What?" I go, "It's a tube woman." I go, it's a woman who is kind of thickened all around the middle part, but has like skinny legs and skinny arms. And you can just tell by listening to her that she used to be in a sorority and she was the loud one. And Oh, I got uh -huh. you. I'm with and you. I believe at some point during this conversation or dissertation, I was just riffing the expression, yeah, she sits on a, she sits a mean dick, I think at one point. Oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Okay, that's bad. That's in contention. Bad. That's in contention for the uh, title so far. <laughs> she sits a mean dick. <laughs> that's right. Hey, guess what? No, what? You're recording this, now. <laughs> yeah, I've been recording for a while. I'll cut some of it off. But uh, but this is episode twenty of Slurp Toast, a podcast. Our, our, we can drink. <laughs> the podcast can drink with us. I'm I'm drinking now. Um, there you go. I don't. Why not? Hell yeah. So. We, we missed last week, obviously, um, for a variety of reasons. One, we both had our second shots, and they had uh, varying effects. I am unfortunately here to report I did not I apparently did not gain any superpowers, only 24-hour uh, flu-like symptoms, which were terrifying. But uh, how'd you do? Sleeplessness. I, I got my shot. I came home. I felt kind of a little run-down, tired, mm -hmm. headachey. So I was like, all right, I was expecting this. Second shot's the bad one. So right. eat dinner, sit down, and then slowly started to feel better. And so like, you know, two or three hours later, it's eight, nine o'clock. I'm like, man, I, I actually feel really good. And 11 o'clock, I am king of the world. Oh, no. At 4 a.m., still not having gone to sleep. <laughs> I, <laughs> Insomnia, side effect, Moderna. <laughs> oh, you were Moderna. I was uh -huh. Pfizer, and I got the uh, I got the flu symptoms where like your skin hurts and like just even having a sheet on you doesn't feel right. Kristen did that one. I got yes. that, and then I had the uh, uncontrollable chills for a while, uh -huh. and which then morphed into the uh, full body sweats. And yep. me waking up going, yeah, I'm not even going to attempt to do my job feeling like this. And I called it in. Um, yeah. And, but, but my supervisor knew that uh, I was going in for shot number two and it was a possibility. So, um, I mean, I went back to work after the shot, made it through the end of my shift. And then overnight it was just, it was terrible. And, and to compound that, it was even worse because as, as you know, and our listeners don't, um, we got new floors on the bottom of the house last mm -hmm. week. Um, which, and this is a lesson in knowing your limitations. If it had been one room or two rooms, I'd have given it a shot, <laughs> but it was the entire bottom floor, which required removal of carpet, tile, oh, loading, tile. Yeah. Oh. Oh. loading, 
and then laying the flooring. It wasn't like, and so we're talking about, I don't know, it's a big bottom floor. So except for like the laundry room and the little half bath, everything came out. Oh, in the bathroom. Man. So yeah, it was a, it was a process and I knew better than to even, a, even attempt it myself. I knew, nope. <laughs> so, so on top of all of, of that going on, we were, so we were all camped out in the second floor of the house which means my wife and I were sleeping in the guest room in the twin beds. So I was like, I didn't even have the comfy mattress. I was on like the old, the, the guest room mattress having the, the chills and night sweats. So it was even better. It was so much fun. Well, see when Kristen did Moderna and that's what happened or Pfizer and that's what happened to her. Um, so yeah, you know, she's sitting there Friday night getting colder. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm sleeping on a couch downstairs because <laughs> this is not going to go. I'm well. not going to go into any part of this. <laughs> <laughs> Coward. Are <laughs> are just a wise wise man? That's probably more likely. Okay, so so I, I've had over the years any number of 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 um, young female uh, sales reps, mm-hmm. and inevitably they they. They're the sales rep and they're a lot of fun and then they get engaged and you never see them again, you know, because they they move to wherever the boyfriend's from or whatever. But I always give them the same advice. It's like, here's the deal. You want met you want married bliss, you want a happy life, have a spare bedroom. Because you guys are and I said, here's how it works. You guys are still young, so there's a chance one of you is gonna go out, tie one on, and you know, don't come home and, and you know, piss the other one off <laughs> by yeah. like, hey, baby, uh, I'm home. Never, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> or one of you is going to be sick. Or one of you is going to be mad at the other one. <laughs> Just pick your pillow up, go to the other room. Yeah, see, we, we got a new couch so. last week, too, at the end of the, uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's a big old, big old sectional. And I'm like, and we caught a good deal on it. It was a custom piece somebody declined, so we caught a really good deal on it. And uh, and uh, it's got memory foam. And I told Larry, "Yeah, Ooh. I won't. I won't argue when you tell me I'm snoring. I have to go sleep on the couch anymore because I can actually stretch out on this, and it's got a, it's got good cushions. I'll be fine. Thank you. You're doing me a favor. <laughs> it's a win for everyone. So." <laughs> Oh man! So I don't have any Moon Knight news this week. Do you? No, 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 I don't. I'm sorry to report, no Moon Knight news. Well, that's okay. We can we can substitute um, we can substitute a couple other Marvel things. We can talk about Falcon and the Snowman and how that ended because we we haven't we haven't convened since that ended. What'd you think of the of the of the ending? Should have been two episodes. Tell me how. Um, it just was like, okay, it starts off the battle and then it's just like resolution, 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 resolution. Well, it is, a, kind of, it is an MCU product. Right. So you're kind of thinking, ah, we could have maybe stretched this out a little bit, maybe drawn some things out. I mean, it just, I, 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 I appreciate Marvel and maybe Disney trying to keep everything to like a tight six episodes. But I really think they should just go a minimum six, maximum ten. Yeah, and then I, if you can keep it somewhere in between six and ten, you know, tell the story you need to tell it, the pace you need to tell it. Yeah, I think I think I think ten would be the absolute minimum. I think any of these need to be drawn out. Um, I liked the ending. 
Um, I did feel it had a little bit of the uh, Return of the King where we ended and then we ended and then we ended and then we ended. Yeah, um, and that's why I'm saying you could have maybe given those each their own. I mean, they all got their moment, but you could have maybe given them bigger moments spread out over – you know, or yeah. just even expand the episode to two hours or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they don't do that. I mean, because I felt like uh, WandaVision could have used an extra 30 minutes to end that last episode and it felt rushed. And I, I think that might even be the way to go uh, because that's what I think Netflix does that sometimes. They, they'll make the finale a little longer. Um, but yeah, there's no reason you can't do that just for, if, it, if it serves the story. So yeah, I thought it was um, overall better than WandaVision. Uh, my wife heartily disagrees, but I think maybe it's the fact that, you know, I was raised on 80s action movies and I kind of dug the set, the action pieces, uh, and there were not those in WandaVision. No, there were not. And I'm Plus nerd. you had the Zemo cut, you know. <laughs> Zemo was great. We have another great villain who can recur. Yes. Um, it clearly uh, got it together, so it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was a little pissed off that they killed Batrock. Um, that seemed they, unnecessary. They just shot him. Maybe he's dead. Maybe I thought he was dead the last time. That's so, true. When they know. blew him out of the helicopter, he is Batrock. He just kind of shows up and gets his ass kicked and comes back again later. So maybe I oh, blew. Yeah, blew him up in the ship and. <laughs> yeah, that's true. America. You're right. He's actually Batrocking as as he does. You may be right. <laughs> um, I did like uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's surprise appearance. Uh huh. As Val, that's kind of fun and un- like unexpected. I was watching it and went, "Oh shit." Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they put uh, Walker in the U.S. agent suit to end it. She's clearly putting together either uh, Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers or something. Because mm-hmm. um, I read somewhere after the fact that she was actually supposed to appear first in uh, Black Widow, uh, which mm-hmm. got pushed back. So that would kind of lend itself to that theory because there's no, we have two Black Widows in the offing. So um, yeah. anyway, I like that. Um, I, what do you have any theories on uh, Sharon Carter as uh, the power broker at that ending piece? Uh, no, I mean it was it was one of those where I don't think anybody was surprised to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't I wasn't either, and I think um, my, my my working theory is that uh, she's a scroll, and it's going to tie into Secret Invasion because now the scrolls have access to military hardware on Earth, but that's just my working theory. Yeah, and then and then, and then Sharon doesn't end up being a bad guy at the end of the day. They've got to have Oops. they've got to have somebody it, on the inside. So well, it'd be a shame if 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 yeah, Peggy Carter Carter's family turns out to be you know shitheads. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, the other the other excuse me, other Marvel thing was the uh, Shang Chi trailer. Did you see that? I have seen the Shang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I don't know the character. So okay. it's like, you know, you're like, oh, goody, uh, you know, karate guy. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic because I, I, I'm mainly because I think they're going to fix the Mandarin. Uh, well, and, and I don't I see a lot of people say they're going to fix Mandarin. And because of the uh, Return of the King, the little mm-hmm. short on one of the DVDs. Right. I never felt the Mandarin needed to be fixed because they, they teased him, teased him, teased him. And it turns out to be Trevor in that ridiculous over the top you will never see me coming that's right um that then they explain that he's an actor hired which to me doesn't like it it just means they use the name they didn't actually touch on the character 
Well, and that's the thing with they've had to do some uh, retconning with with uh, the master of kung fu because he was originally uh, the progeny of um, of Fu Manchu in the original <laughs> comics. Play. That's not going to play. Well, besides which, they no longer have the the comic publishing rights to the character, so they've had to do some revision within the comic continuity. So it kind of just makes sense to tie him into the Mandarin. I mean, it's the same basic character. So as far as that goes, yeah, we're certainly not going to do it. We're not going to do the yellow menace right now. No, uh, no, 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 no. That would be bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. I, you know, I like me a good chop sake movie, so it kind of has that vibe to it. And of course, you got the Aquafina there for comic relief. Uh, yeah, well, it, which I think is the best we can hope for from her. Yeah, uh, but uh, I'm kind of hoping that we get the kind of wire fights. Those would be fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, what else? Oh, and there's like somebody has capped, still capped one of the uh, motion capped one of the screens. I don't know what I'm saying, but there's he's fighting with someone who's in uh, yellow and green. Oh. So it's uh so there's you know possibility of an iron fist exactly thing. um which which works out well because I did see last week that they are talking about rolling Charlie Cox, John Bernthal, and Kristen Ritter into the MCU proper as Daredevil, Punisher, and Jessica Jones respectively. No word on Luke Cage and Iron Fist. So you know um, Luke Cage, that Luke, the, the actor Michael Colton, he had the look of 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 the guy of mm-hmm. of of luke and uh but i never felt he really had like the swagger of of a luke cage you know yeah even even when he's written with the disco godfather costume he has swagger no matter how they've ever written him <laughs> when they updated him for the hip-hop generation he still had swagger and mm-hmm. and and colton always did kind of look like he was a little too laid back yeah and then kind of watching his back too, because he wasn't quite sure he was hitting the notes, I think maybe, but uh, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it, it, I don't think it's big screen worthy. The three that they're talking about rolling over. Absolutely. Those other two. Yeah. We got to move on. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Like um, I was going to say, uh, Jessica Jones, not familiar with the property, but really enjoyed the second series in that one. Yeah. You keep telling me that I haven't watched it yet. I got to watch it. And then, and you know, Punisher actually John Barenthal, great choice. I mean, yeah, he's a little smaller than I, than I expected, but he has the, the busted up nose. uh, He's got the, and the right screen presence for that character. The physicality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Uh, And, and Charlie Cox's Daredevil was, is fantastic. Uh, I love Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I Mm -hmm. just think they, are doing the right thing by keeping him in that role if they need to update it, change it. I mean, it also means we get back Ben Urich. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is great. Because um, yeah. killing Ben Urich off, I never understood. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, re- resetting those three characters with those actors is a great idea, and I'm, I'm all in favor of it. And then mm-hmm. just re-upping the heroes for hire, however they see fit to do that. Um, I'm on board with yeah. that as well. I, I, there was some scenes in the second Luke Cage where Iron Fist showed up, and for a moment there, they had a fight scene where they, they, you know, Luke was standing there and put his fist together, and Iron Fist delivered the chi blast, and they sent a shockwave out and knocked everybody over. Right, I remember that. And in that moment, you're like, oh, 
now they get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, even in like in, in like the very last scene of was there one or two? There was only one season of Iron Fist, right? I no, can't there's remember. two. There's two. Okay, I there started two. watching the second one and never, never finished. Okay, the very I last never scene. Never saw it coming. <laughs> never saw it ending. <laughs> um, <laughs> the very last scene. Uh, the boys and I were like, "Oh, they finally nailed it!" Because Danny is out looking for. I believe it was the book of the Iron Fist. Don't hold me to that. But so there's this scene, like something out of a indiana jones or tales of the golden monkey i'm gonna go deep for that one uh where they're like he and the the nebbish brother are in this this bar some you know very tropical bar and the the nebbish brother whose name i can't remember but anyway he he says something to this guy the guy turns around and danny stands up and pulls out the two guns and they start glowing and we're like oh shit we're going there and that's the end the absolute, absolute last thing and i'm like ah oh, we were right there on the fraction and uh <laughs> and we stopped <laughs> so see yeah i would like to yeah I, I would like to see that one done right <clears throat> i would love to see like a matt fraction iron fist television series because i don't think we need an iron fist movie if you're going to do shang chi as the movie character let's focus on making iron fist the the TV the, guy, the TV and guy. then take the good stuff. And that Matt Fraction run was amazing. No, that was really good. I because I loved it. And then the Carrie Andrews did one a little bit later, which I actually enjoyed quite a bit. But I like his work. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are my only two exposures to to Iron Fist. And uh, I don't know. It seemed like it was. Le- I went back and I've read like you know the essential don't stories don't like unto a thing of iron yes like every issue (laughs) yes my fists are like unto a thing of iron i have tamed the dragon shi chi or shai che or chai chai latte latte, the dreaded dragon chai latte (laughs) the dragon chai latte ah (laughs) it tastes like pumpkin Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah, I, I've never, I, I just, uh, yeah, those were terrible. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, they really were. There was but, enough there to make them interesting and to kind of keep trying, but. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it, it's. Uh, and the barefoot costume that he had for a while, or at least with the little. I mean, there's one I think John Byrne did where he's like in the snow and the ice and he's wearing those stupid little booties and the open, you know, V-neck. The, the uh, disco collar. Yep. Disco shirt. Yeah, with the disco collar. And you're just like, come on. You guys have got to. You know. And he, he has no superpowers. Is he using his chi to keep himself warm? <laughs> exactly. It's not like you're sending, you know. You know, uh, Captain America, baby. But uh, so, okay, that's all the Marvel news I had. So that's it. Although, I mean, man, they got what? She Hulk, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion, Moon Knight. Yeah, they got uh, them stacked up. Loki, Loki coming up in June. Looking forward to that one. That one's going to be fun. That one, I, I, I hope, is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's as fun as the trailers make it seem. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing. I never really caught much to, uh, uh, you know, Falcon and Snowman. Um, Just because it was kind of like, you know, it looks more like a kind of a 
I don't know, more espionage or I don't know. I just never, it just didn't feel like it was going to work without cap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I agree. And I'm not, and it, <sighs> here's the, the biggest thing they did for me with that series was I was not a winter soldier guy. I think I've said it on this podcast before. There were always two things you could count on in comics. Uncle Ben and Bucky were dead. <laughs> and when they brought Bucky back, I was like, come on. I just felt it was cheating. And yeah, um, I kind of like the guy now. No, they did a nice he, job. He's with him. very interesting now. I, I, I dig the redemption arc. Mm-hmm. I dig that he understands. You know, he did horrible things that he wasn't in control of, but that doesn't matter to most people. He still did the things. Exactly. I think there's a lot of things they could do with that character uh, down the line. Um, however, they choose to do it, I really like. I like where they left him. I also really liked uh, the reappearance of the Dora Milaje. Oh, I love yes. the way they use those characters. That was amazing. I just like, yeah, the favorite scene. Don't you think we should do some? Stay strong, John. <laughs> <laughs> Were they, didn't they run the spear through the, uh, the armrest on the arm shield? Rest. Yes, oh, and yeah, pin it pin. to the table. <laughs> it's like, that works. Oh, yeah. And that's with the moment where you just kind of feel sorry for John Walker. Because he's sitting there, the, 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 the shield is stuck to the table, and he's just like, they weren't even super soldiers. That was the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> it was. Because you're just like, oh, man, I feel bad for comparing him to the, to the guy from Up, you know? <laughs> no, that was funny. Um, yeah. All right, so you wanted to talk about <laughs> something, so dive in, and I'm going to see where this takes us. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm listening to sports radio, maybe my first mistake, uh, and they're it's, taking calls. Well, admitting it's the first, the first thing. I'll keep talking. I'm going to turn on my fan. Oh, no, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, they, oh, let's go to the calls, and, and the calls are, um, sports radio calls with like, the worst um, because you get like Homer after Homer after Homer, right? You, you know, the guys. And so as I'm listening to it, they're going through and this guy calls up, they're talking about the draft and this guy calls up, he says, Hey, I just kind of want to change the topic a little bit. He goes, Jake DeGrom. He goes, and the you know host is like, Oh yeah, Jake is pitching. He's dealing fire, you know? And the guy then goes, he's like, yeah, he goes, um, he's like on a whole nother level than all the other pitchers I've seen. I, I mean, I'm thinking he's, he's Cy Young. He's probably going to be MVP. And I'm like going, he's got four starts. And the guy is like going, I mean, I think it's time maybe to even have that conversation of where he stacks up against the greatest of all time. After four starts? After a four starts, Four, yes. four career starts. No, no, no. Jake's I've been in the league, I think, since 14. Okay. All right. Through all right. four starts this season, he has like a .3 ERA. Okay. That's impressive, but it's four that's starts. That's impressive. It's four starts. Yeah. All it's it takes like, is one drubbing to, to just that annihilate one night you don't that. have it. <laughs> yeah. And they leave you in, as we've discussed, for that one more batter. <laughs> uh, yeah. My favorite point of this is – not the point of this. I always like the interview where, the, you know <clears> – <throat> They're interviewing the pitcher after he gives up like a three-run home run, and you know two of those are walks and stuff. And he's like, "Ah, yeah, you know, um, I got behind in the count, and uh, you know, I made a bad pitch." And uh, he's a great player, and great players make you 
make you pay for your mistakes. And I'm thinking, you walk two on base. That's not one. That's nine bad pitches. (laughs) (laughs) See, okay, so now this is an interesting conversation because you've been in Kansas City for a long time. How long have you been in Kansas City? some odd years. Okay, so now it's I spent so now, so yeah, almost 30 years. You're closing in on 30 years there. And Holy I spent, crap. Yeah, I, well, I think you're kind of sunk now, um, <laughs> at least till the daughter's gone. Um, but and I lived in Houston for 25 plus years <laughs> or so, whatever it was, anyway, about the same. Despite Houston being a larger city, the sports franchises are kind of on the same level, I would say. Astros, Royals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That works. Because um, you had the what? The McLean, the McLean family? McLean, yeah. We, uh, did Drayton, who uh, made his fortune in groceries, and you could tell um, the way he ran the team. He was, he was you know, and it, like with all owners, because he bought it from an owner who had checked out and was not putting any more money into the team and the facilities. He was just done. So, you know, Drayton came in, he spent money up front, made the big splash at the time. He, he signed, and this will tell you how long ago it was. He signed Doug Drayback and Greg Swindell right off the top. Um, they Swind, uh, Drayback was coming off of like a huge season with the Pirates and Swindell had been, I believe a red it's been a long time, but don't quote me mm-hmm. on that. Um, so he made the big splash and then, you know, through talent acquisition and or the farm system, they ended up with Bagwell, Biggio, Caminetti, yeah. Berkman. They had a good run, and they could never get right, quite get over the top. Then he checked out, and then he sold it to the guy who owns it now, Jim Crane. They did that. Obviously, Crane, you know, did something right because they did win a World Series. Bang, bang, bang. Um, <laughs> But Bang yeah. a gong. get it on. <laughs> Bang a can. I don't know. Um, you're the man. I, that's not even good. Um, so yeah, I mean the franchises. I won't say misbegotten because I save that for franchises like the Pirates and um, Mets. Mets. Yeah, <laughs> who will still be paying Bobby Bonilla when we're dead? Um, <laughs> but but so sports radio in that kind of market in that kind of environment is 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 uh it's kind of toxic even more so than i think in like winning environments Marcus? yeah mm-hmm. like i mean I, you just take the yankees off the table because you know the yankees are yankee fan is yankee fan and they're just gonna think everything the yankees do are thank you all right uh but i mean when you have a team that to all te- the yankee fans out there <laughs> And for those of you on the audio portion, Steve is flipping off with both hands. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, teams that – I think it's it's worse in markets where the teams tease you perpetually and never, never, you know. Because then you're always like one guy away, one yeah. signing away, one draft pick away. One more year, one- we're there. We, you know, we, were, we made progress this year. We're one more season away. So-and-so's then, coming up. He's going to be big. Yeah, and, then, exactly. and then somebody's due for free agency, so you trade him away for prospects, and it's just a cycle. It's mm-hmm. just a churn over yeah, and over exactly. and over. And it generates that mentality in the fans that their guy of the moment has to be the best guy ever because they're pinning all their hopes and dreams on this guy of getting them <laughs> to that next level. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But Sorry. I no, 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 I that's fine. no, no, no. Cause it, it's just, is one of those things where it's like, you know, we're going to have, uh, he's, this guy is just like, you know, I'm a Mets fan and Jake DeGrom, he's like, I've seen them all pitch. 
Now he's at another level. He's up there with the greats. And the host, to his credit, he goes, well, I'm not exactly sure I'd put him up there with your, your Nolan Ryans, your Pedro Martinez, your Roger Clemens. He goes, he's only been in the league like five, seven years, eight years, you know. He goes, if he gets up to 10 and he's still pitching, and you know, because then yeah. we can have these conversations. And so if like, he's been in the league seven years, he's what, about 29, 30, something like that? Yeah, I think he was like a – he's a converted shortstop, I think. But anyway. Okay. But, yeah, I, he, I think he, they said he came up like in 14, so. Okay. Just trying to do some, some mental math there. Um, yeah, he'd be 30-ish. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's – I mean, even – and I don't, I don't know the guy. I, but, uh, I mean, starting out as a shortstop, there's a lot of extra miles on that body. Yeah, that – yeah, <laughs> you know. That's not <laughs> – there's a reason the best of the best play shortstop, and it's not because it's an easy position. No, it is not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up when he came up. Okay, you do that. Um, there we go. Uh, he is 32 years old. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So three more he, years puts him 35. Yeah, he ain't going to make that. Sorry. No, he better have his, his good couple of years here, sign the big contract. Exactly. And the then blow out his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> that's right let's go ahead and pick his next landing spot now <laughs> uh, yeah the, the angels is a good choice angels <laughs> um if things go sideways the a's because you yeah, know they, they, the they, need some, they need some money ball character that's right um but yeah uh <laughs> i always like like carlos beltram you know like when he when he left Houston for the Mets and I, the, the, the interview with him and he's like, Oh yes, I just want to go somewhere and win a world championship. And you're like, you picked the wrong New York team, buddy. <laughs> Don't even pretend it's not about the money. You Carlos. should have played for the Staten Island Mets, maybe or Yankees, whichever <laughs> one it is. Um, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about sports radio turning on a guy overnight. Ooh, in oh. Houston, when he did that, and the word on the street was because his—I mean—they offered him good money, and his wife only wanted to go to New York. Was the word on the street? That was she wasn't. She was. She was pulling the. The word was she was pulling the strings, and that's where they were going. Come hell or high water. Of course, the Mets, you know, being the Mets, had plenty of dumb money to throw at him. But uh, <laughs> man, sports radio turned on him so fast, and then of course he comes back to the Astros in the twilight of his career and leads them to their one and only championship and i believe his one and only championship yes. and uh, uh did he win one somewhere else i don't know that he did well, i think i looked it up he, one time he was a yankee for a little yeah but while, i think he was he? in the on the yankees after the i think after in the, in the, in the, in the last dearth decade i think i think okay. i looked it up at the, i think i looked it up after the astros won because it amused me and pissed me off at the same time that uh, he won his, his his only world series ring with the astros after he ditched them half a decade earlier but anyway so yeah so that's the other thing they're they're your guy until they're not and then the this the vitriol and the hate is mind-boggling to me oh it is it i mean on the hardcore you know you know it's like oh he's the greatest of all time he's the goat and then uh, they talked about somebody being a future goat and I was kind of like, that's that's not how that title works, mm-hmm. you know. The, it's the greatest of all time. That's, that that <laughs> there's a certain set of criteria that's predicated on, and you it's not exactly. predi- it's not predictive. 
Otherwise, it'd be the uh, the Gog or Gog, <laughs> however you say, greatest of his generation, the Gog. <laughs> What's well, like with the LeBron and Kobe? You know, they're all like, "Oh, it's you know, I'm a LeBron guy. I'm a Co- not Kobe, but LeBron or Jordan or Gordon, you know." And it's kind of like the, the different rules, man. Yeah, you know, quarterbacks today can light up the league and throw for six thousand yards, but. You also don't have, uh, was it, Lester Hayes from the Raiders running around out there covered in stick'em. So <laughs> the ball just hit him in the back of the – I think I saw one where it hit him in the jersey and stuck. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. I just I remember mean, a scene yeah, of Lester did. Hayes because, you know, I was living in Denver when he was playing, right? Uh-huh. And that's the only reason I remember this guy at all is they got him on, like, the sidelines on a Monday night football, and this dude – has stick them from like his fingertips. He's got two of the big wristbands. They're covered with grass stuck to this yellow muck. Both of them. He's got it on his helmet. It's like on his shoulders, on his uniform. (laughs) (laughs) The ball even came near him. It just kind of sucked it in. Yes. (laughs) Whistles. (laughs) Flags. No flags at the ground that night. Uh Uh-oh. I'm losing sound or lost. You there? Sound. Can you hear there? Me? I can hear you. Did you mute yourself? Hello. I'm here. I can hear you. Oh, I bumped the thing and turned it down. Oh, nice job. Technical difficulties, kids. Oh, thank God we were pantomiming whatever we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I said was was there were no flags at the field that night because they all just like to last year. It was insane, but anyway. Um, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's like the pitchers that have the uh, the caps that are just, the brims are brown, and because it's all the the rosin and the pine are in there, and yeah, they're not Jimmy in the ball at all. No, no, no. <laughs> just because that thing kind of goes like this. Although I will say, one of the sickest pitches I ever saw was uh, it was it was the playoffs, and is Batista at bat? Okay. And this ball actually is like coming at his head, right? Mm-hmm. And it not only breaks right to left, but up and down. So this ball is like coming at his head. It then bends. I mean, it, it was just the most amazing pitch I've ever seen. And they would show it from like the pitcher's perspective, you know. And this thing is like I said, it's heading for him. And then it breaks and loops over and drops for a strike. Batista has already fallen out of the batting box because he thinks it's coming at his head. And that thing just, that's not right. It's like, I don't know how he did it, man, but that was sick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to, I had one thing I wanted to, you remember a while back we talked about uh, my, uh, my trip down the rabbit hole of uh, Goodreads trying to ascertain every book I ever read. (laughs) <laughs> you remember that you remember we, we yeah, talked about yeah. that early in the series I, uh-huh. I discovered there's a similar app for uh for movies and i'm down another <laughs> rabbit hole it's called letterboxd with a d and no e and so now uh-huh. i'm going through oh, i've seen that one and i've come to the realization two realizations as i've been working on this fruitless project one there's way too many movies about cannibals um <laughs> every time i'm like I've, I've been doing it like year by year you know that uh-huh. they'll give you it's like Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Reunion, Cannibal Dinner. I'm like, who is watching all these cannibal movies? What is wrong with you people? Well, back in our day, we would never know. But I'm pretty sure if we were to watch, you know, 
cannibal film festival. We'd get that, you know, merry band of weirdos. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe we should just, I'm going to sound, round them up. If they're going to a cannibal film festival, let's have some conversations about their hobbies. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm disturbed by the quantity, uh, quantity and longevity of the cannibal movie. One. The genre and, that will not die. <laughs> no matter how many times you eat it. Um, and two, I've seen a lot of shitty movies in my life. Um, and I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, you know, I had this conversation one time before when you were at my house and I realized I'd seen Penitentiary 2. Well, as it turns out, I've seen Penitentiary 1 and Penitentiary 3 as well. So clearly I didn't learn anything. I watched Penitentiary 1 and uh, I think it was a watched on Skinamax because they were like, you know, sexual scenes. So it's like, oh, cool. I'm going to mm-hmm. see some naked stuff. And there's a dude in prison boxing and you're like, not what I know. <laughs> I don't know it what is, the hell's going it is, on. It is prison rape. It's nothing you wanted to see. No, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going. Oh God, I've seen Bolero. Okay, well, I was a horny teenager. Then I think there's an excuse for that. Well, yeah, I've seen Bolero. Uh, yeah, ten. Yeah, the well, yeah. or the sequel, whatever. Tarzan is, the Ape Man. Uh, anything which, with which Bo Tarzan? Derek? Which that's Tarzan? The, that's the, the Bo Derek Tarzan. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, that might have been peak bow. Um, okay. Uh, lots of uh, native soaping and scantily cladness, but that was kind of her thing. But anyway, um, yeah, and I've seen at least three Death Wish movies, and um, that's too, too many. And uh, <laughs> how many people does he? Hey, speaking of Death Wish type movies, I, I watch Nobody with uh, Bob. How, okay, we were going to watch that the other night, and the, the, the boys bagged on us. What, how was it? Uh, it's uh, John Wickish. Okay, that's kind of the impression I got. But I think the guy who directed it also directed this or wrote it or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I mean, you've got uh, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, uh-huh. Always <laughs> fun. Retired uh, hitman, some I don't know, but he knows how to use a gun, and uh, yeah, okay. And the setup is Odenkirk used to be what he called an auditor, and he's like, yeah, they they would send me out to clean up the books, as it were, and uh, he basically let somebody go, and then he went back to find the guy, figuring he's going to return to his ways, and the guy has actually completely changed his life and his family man and all this. And he's like, well, that's what I want. So he quits the business. Uh, and then somebody um, breaks into his house and that sets off the chain of events that puts him at war with the Russian mob. Hey, it's <laughs> never good to go after the season. I guess he's probably not the Baba Yaga because that would have gotten him sued. Um, it's yeah, not the I, Baba Yaga. But it's one of those where like the girl who does research on him comes into the room and goes, I'm doing it for free. And she throws the file on the desk and all that stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, then you know it's bad <laughs> i uh the other day we were putting the house back together after the flooring and uh, laura took uh, boy number two to uh, get his prom tux so i was uh putting av equipment together and just kind of pulling stuff out and find trying to put it back where it went i had uh had the tv on and i looking for something to watch and i couldn't find anything so i pulled up uh, tubi which we've talked about before it's kind of a genre heavy free streaming service that you know it's free because they stick some commercials in there but it's not it's not onerous or anything and i had been wanting to watch uh i think it's called on bach it is a thai movie it's a thai boxing movie okay um and the version on tubi is not dubbed so oh, while i was working no. around the house 
A lot of that. Yeah, a lot of tie. Tracks, 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 tracks. Oh, the fight scenes. <laughs> That's exactly. That's it. I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But it was really difficult trying to follow. It was it was dubbed. So then I'm like doing stuff. What, what did I, miss? I, can't, I can't do this and read. Damn it. I need the dubbed version. Um, but it ended up being kind of fun. You know, there was the, the obligatory uh, – the guy who's the lead and it's really t- Tony Jaws, really cool. There was a couple of not even fight scenes, but like uh, chase through the s- street scenes and had like a Jackie Chan quality to him where like he was just running and doing crazy shit, jumping through things and over things and between things and up walls and over like, like stepping on guys going over them. And oh, um, nice. yeah, you know, that kind of shit's always fun to see. And the kind of stuff we want to see in Shang, 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 Shang. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Just say yes. Master of Kung Fu. Master of Kung Fu. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that kind of stuff is always fun to watch. And then it had to, you know, we're gonna wrap our arms in uh, in rope and beat the shit out of each other. Scene and the final climactic scene underneath the giant uh, ancient uh, idol they were excavating that ended up crushing the bad guy. Um, anyway, it was it was it was fun, but I probably would have gotten more out of it if I'd actually been watching it but the parts of it i saw were fun <laughs> oh yeah i for some reason for a while one of my uh, facebook search would keep kicking up like these little clips from indian action films <laughs> and they were just so over the top that you couldn't help but just i mean they're hilarious very entertaining because you know in that sort of you know kind of some of them were like overly slapstick but then the action itself was over the top. You know, the guy like pushes somebody on the chest and then that guy goes flying across the room, you know, and they even play up, they play up that ridiculousness too, as the guy pokes him and he goes. Well, I think the, the, even the, the most annoying part of Ongbach and it, and it's, I'm going to sound like, you know, the colonial guy here, but um, there was, there's a certain soundtrack they use in like Muay Thai fighting. It, there's okay. a specific type of music they use and it was playing in the background from the opening scene till the credits ended so there was never any silence it was that music <laughs> all the way through with the uh with the thai language which i mean that's fine it's their movie i get that but it was it was a lot going on audio uh auditorially um that was kind of conflicting with things so <laughs> i don't know there's two more in that series. I haven't decided if I'm going to watch them yet. <laughs> but they've got some cool genre stuff on Tubi. If you get a chance, I would check that out. Yes. Okay. If you're in the mood for you know cheesy genre stuff, grindhousey stuff, they got a lot of that. Now I've I've been in like the uh, you know just I don't know uh, streaming old series that I've already watched because you know I, I like. Power Watch 30 Rock. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember that. What are you on now? Uh, actually, there's a, a New Zealand series, the Broken Wood Mysteries. My wife has paid for Acorn, so we get all this British television. Oh, okay. All right. Don't tell my wife that or we'll end up with it too. You either get BritBox or you get Acorn and, you know, it's Miss Marple all the time. All, <laughs> all, Mar- Marple. Oh, all Marple all the time, yeah. Nobody wants to fall to all Marple. <laughs> no, they don't. You don't go the full Marple. <laughs> Never go full Marple. <laughs> okay, that might be the title now. <laughs> Never 
couple of marble. <laughs> Just a bunch of gals sitting around in tea cozies or whatever the fuck those things are. Uh, we they don't uh, wear tea cozies. Do yeah, well, it, I think it depends on how marble you go. Um, <laughs> on the full marble. Yeah. So, so no, you were saying what's the show? It's a New Zealand show. Something, something. I oh, Broken it. Wood. Broken, Broken Wood Mysteries. Okay. It's it's. Mm. Uh, the cases are typically, you know, pretty, you know, standard fare, little, not edgy. I mean, it's just one of those, like, the comfortable show that you can watch because sure. the characters are enjoyable. You know, the dialogue is witty, funny, kind of keeps you moving along. Um, you know, they have a recurring character called Frodo who... Uh, is a hobbit? No, he's he's a he's a... He's a loser. He's he's like you know your your country bumpkin who does like all these odd jobs. Okay. So he's always somehow or another tied. Not always, but like whenever he's in it, he is somehow tied to the crime. Um, they did one where like it was the worst. You know, the gang couldn't shoot straight type of thing. <laughs> where these like four guys kind of tried to pull off a bank heist, and I mean. They were. It's. It goes bad when the, the the first one. They go in wearing these horse masks, and uh, they're going to rob the bank. They can't read the note. Kind of Woody Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes on the side of the head. Eyes on the side of the head. They can't read the note. The one guy is trying to read the note to the teller. One of the other tellers is like, "Devin, is that you, Devin? <laughs> My name's not. I'm not Devin. You know, he changes his voice. <laughs> it just goes from bad to worse. And the driver, the getaway driver, uh, actually had to stop and take a rest break, which is why he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, it was it was brutal. And it was it was just they were each one was more inept than the other. <laughs> so kind of fun show. That's yeah. fun. We started watching a couple on HBO that are kind of new. They've got uh, the Nevers, which I keep referring to as steampunk X-Men. Okay. Uh, um, it is uh, it is set in Victorian England. Um, uh, there's uh, a group of women, mostly, um, who have developed powers after an event. So, and then like they're being, you know, castigated and hunted. Blah 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 blah. We're like three episodes <laughs> in, and I just keep saying, yeah. And there's a special place where our our like lead hero heroines go, and they bring them back to this orphanage which i expect to have a giant x at the top at any moment but or an so, umbrella yeah well exactly so <laughs> it's it's very much steampunk x-men but it's very well executed it's got a lot of uh of those guys pip torrens is in it who was uh he was a uh, air star and preacher and oh, okay and a couple other of the brit shows he was in the crown or the queen one of them i can't keep up straight um and then the other one that just started uh, a couple weeks uh, right after that one was called uh, Mayor of Easttown, which um, is uh, Pennsylvania Broadchurch. Uh, okay. So based, based on the one episode, two episodes we've seen so far, um, uh, it's got um, Kate Winslet's the lead, and so Ooh. she's 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 pulling off the Philly accent pretty well. You get get a hoogie and you get a, a warder every once in a while to remind you that you're in Philadelphia and not, you know, jolly old England. And then, uh, and <laughs> the uh, guy, accents of pain. Oh, oh it's awful. 
it's all painful. It hurts my ears every time I hear it. Um, and then Guy Pierce is in it. So halfway through the first episode, when Guy Pierce is trying to pick up Kate Winslet, I looked at my wife and said, "The '90s called, and they want their leads back." Um, <laughs> but uh, that one's got me intrigued, and uh, because it is a murder mystery set in a small town, those are always fun, uh, where everybody knows everybody's business. I did say to Laura, and now so once this is over, we'll go back and we'll watch Broadchurch. So. <laughs> Because it's kind of got that vibe to it. <laughs> so yeah, Philly Broadchurch. And Philly Broadchurch. Philly Broadchurch and, and Steampunk Steam X-Men. X-Men. Yeah, that's what I got going on right now. X-Steam, X-Punks. X-Punks. <laughs> I kind of like X-Punk. X-Punks. I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't done that yet. Yeah, X-Punks. It's a combination of X-Men and the MTV show The Young Ones. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Good callback. I keep hearing something. It sounds like you're uh, counting your chips before you go all in. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I do the responsible thing and recycle. Uh-huh. But you can't recycle the lids. You can't? The, the pop lids. No, they, they, I got this one. There's one lady that like digs in there and, and takes them off. Or she, if you go and you're doing it, she yells at you while you're throwing, you need to take the lids off. It's the wrong kind of plastic. You're just sort of like, oops, it's plastic. Well, you know what? I have the conversation with Laura all the time. I'm like, it's single stream. It's all going to the same place. And it, you're, 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 you're kind of delusional if you think that this is all getting reused. I'm sorry. I'll throw it in the other bin, but um, I'm, not, I'm not naive enough to think that this is actually going the way they say it's going. It's being turned into lawn furniture, man. Yeah. Like they're chopping it up and turning it into that echo wood or whatever they call that shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then soil well, and green is people. It is. Yeah. Don't so, let them tell you otherwise. <laughs> exactly. We learned nothing else from Charlton Heston is you can't trust anybody. No. Yeah. It, that, that, the problem, though, with having these things is they're on the desk. So, oh. you know, you just kind of reach over and pick them up. But since it's, we'll, we'll do things on the desk. Then maybe that'd be a theme for things on the <laughs> desk. Yeah, okay. Things on the desk. What's on the so, desk this week, Steve? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is officially a thing now. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I'm just going to pull shit out and put it on the desk. Um, all right. So this one, I don't know. I just saw it and I kind of sort of had to have it. Hot Wheels makes okay. like food themed cars. Okay. It is a taco. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, that's fun. I'll give you that one. I, I think yes. I'd be hard-pressed to pass up a taco car. A taco it is. It, it, should have been a, it should have been a truck, but, you know. It's, yes, but uh, I think this joins the hot dog and the burger and the toaster and uh, the, the soda can and all kinds of shit. So, yes, that's, there it is. The Hot, Hot Wheels. Wheels. It's new for 2021. At least that's what the thing said before I ripped it out of the card. <laughs> <laughs> new from Hot Wheels, the 2021 taco. The taco mobile. It's probably got a name on the bottom, which is raised lettering on a white background. So Always good. Fucking but luck with that. Are they using plastic on the bases now? So, yes. Uh, I think for the taco truck, you kind of have to. And it is called Car de Asada. (laughs) Aha! Okay, that's well done. (laughs) 
That I, I applaud the people at Taco Bell at Hot Wheels for that. That is that is asylum. that is nicely yeah. done. That that I don't think we're going to do better than that. No, they've uh, they 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 also have these Hot Wheels that they're licensed, but there's like a Magic Eight car version. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's got a paint job of the Magic Eight, but it's a I don't know. Roger Dodger to Dodge something or another, like I know cars. But anyway, um, but the blown engine and it's got the kind of fancy, but it's painted like the Magic Eight Ball. Okay. Um, and because they are sneaky bastards, it came up with Car de Asada. The the Eight Ball car uh, has different sayings on the bottom, so there are like ten different versions. So the same car, but you can have the ask again. Oh, you <laughs> sneaky sons of bitches! You sneaky sons of bitches! Yeah. And how would you know unless you opened it up? If you got all of them, unless it's but clear on the bottom. It's clear on the bottom, so okay. you can lift it up and look. But it's like if you want to be a completist, then you have you to. You sneaky, like, brilliant sons of bitches! That's right. Ten cars, you know. <laughs> To complete your magic eight ball car. Imagine your magic eight ball set. Yes. That's, I applaud that diabolicalness as well. Yes. So, so yes, I have that. And, you know, I roll it back and forth. It's bad. I got, I, I have these Velcro straps at work and I circled them up. So it looks like eyes and a mouth. Mm-hmm. And when I, you know, I was talking to one of the guys in the office. I was moving it. So like, it was talking for me. Right. And you could tell he's like totally distracted. And I, I, I move my hand and his eyes are following it. So I, it's like follow, you know, the cobra snake, you know. And so I'm actually telling him real information. But because I'm playing with this, this weird, you know. All right. Oh, no, no, no. When you put that into Excel, this happens. And then this. And then you want to mix it. with then you have to do the CXB. nicely done (laughs) i was like when you could tell that they're watching the thing in your hand more than you because like you move it look way over here you know (laughs) way over here and their eyes are way over (laughs) there you kind of do this and you're like oh we'll move hands it's like those little glow tips on your fingers you know those guys oh yeah yeah oh Oh man, he's magical. He can throw light through himself. Just a fingertip. That's it. Just a little tiny bald just, wig for your thumb. Just, just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> I can go lowest common denominator when I want to. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, goes um, to the two women. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> ye- um, I hear thunder, and as I told you earlier, we were under a severe weather uh, issue, and my power's already gone off once. And if it goes off while we're doing this, I'm going to lose all of this, so I'm going to call oh. it uh, so I can get everything saved, <laughs> so I can do the editing when uh, when I do have power. So um, that's episode 20, uh, called on account of weather, and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks, and we'll have more stuff to talk about. Who knows what it'll be? I'm guessing there'll be Moon Knight. I'm guessing there'll be baseball. Whatever the hell else we come up with between now and then. So until the next time, I'm still Bruce. Still Steve. And we will see you next time. Bottle caps and cars, cars de asada. Later, kids. Bye. Bye.